Hi and welcome to another episode of the Elevated Beauty Podcast. So in today's episode, I wanted to do something a little different. So I have been reading a book recently that is titled Louder Than Words, Harness the Power of Your Authentic Voice by Todd Henry. And so this book has been a big help to me and I think it could be a big help to many of my listeners if you are an esthetician or anyone in the beauty industry. Actually, this book is for anyone who is um, trying to sell a product, start up a business, become an influencer even, Um, but really what it does is it helps put things into perspective for you on how you can make your business more successful by realizing how important your voice is for your product, for your services, and for your audience. So yeah, I'm just going to be... Um, reading some excerpts from this book and my opinion and my viewpoints on them. So if you're interested, as always, just keep on listening. Okay, so after reading this book, I'm three quarters of the way through it now, but I was implementing some of these things already without knowing it, and I'm sure many of you do already. But I'll go ahead and read the first excerpt from this book. So, avoiding your unique vision allows you over time to become a reflection of those around you. So basically, what that means to me is not following what you're really passionate about, what your vision is, like what you love, and then you just copy other people, you emulate other people who are successful, um... You're going to become a reflection of them, obviously, because you're replicating that same work. And that's definitely not what you want to do because I've said this before in previous episodes. People come back to see you because of you, not because you're just like everybody else. So, again, avoiding your unique vision allows you over time to become a reflection of those around you. So don't settle for reusing scraps in exchange for a quick return on your effort so here's an example Instagram I'm when I was reading this book Instagram was you know Instagram these days can off um be used as like a second website a portfolio that's how you find businesses you can contact them directions like everything like a a second website basically so if you are reuse like recycling content and things that other people are doing which we'll talk a little bit more about that later that is the emulation phase of finding your voice but if you're settled for that and like you're okay with it that's gonna cause burnout and that's gonna cause you not to be true to yourself so though you can learn from other people You don't need to settle for just copying and emulating others because the thing that will give you more long-term success is being authentically you. So crafting work that resounds with the message you're trying to send, it's not as simple as, you know, coming up with a viral meme or... A turn of phrase, these tactics, um, they achieve short-term attention. So 
basically what I just said before, crafting work that really resounds with the message you're trying to send. That takes time. It takes effort. It takes brain power. <laughs> like, it's not as simple as coming up with, you know, a viral meme. So if something that's trending, like when Drake's album came out, it was all the, emo- the pregnant emojis. It was popular on Instagram for other people to emulate that and kind of um, twist it into their own little way. And it was viral. So obviously that's really easy because you already have a guideline to go by. But um, if you're actually creating work that resounds with the message you're trying to send, you're not emulating anybody else. You're being true to yourself and your true audience will appreciate that and they will continue to follow you because of that. So... A moment in the spotlight often fails to leave a lasting impact. So like those viral memes. Yeah, they might be like, people might share them to their story because it's trendy, it's viral, um, it catches quick attention, but people aren't necessarily going to follow you for it. You know what I mean? So if you create something that sends a message, um, people will follow you for that, for your unique content basically. So again, relating to all of that, just let your body of work speak to your personal expression. That is something that I um, recently have kind of moved more into because, you know, I do follow other estheticians that I I admire and that I have gained um, knowledge from through my emulation phase. And we'll get into the emulation phase later. But now I am glad to say that I am letting my body of work speak to my personal expression. I am all about self-awareness, reaching your higher self through caring for yourself. So again, my mission statement, self-care elevated through with ethical aesthetics. So I am truly a big believer that taking care of yourself leads you to a more peaceful state of mind. It leads you potentially on a journey of self-awareness, more mindfulness, just being present, um, appreciating things more when you are at peace with your body. So that is my personal expression. That's part of my personal expression. And so I'm trying to let my body of work reflect that. And um, also reflect that I am very into integrity. I want everyone to feel when they come to see me that I have, um, a high level of integrity and that I won't just give you a bullshit service to make a buck. That's something that I'm very, very passionate about. So developing your authentic voice should be a top priority in order to stand the test of time. That's kind of what I said earlier, but he said it better. You're going to stand the test of time once you have an authentic voice rather than recycling other people's scraps. So you want to create work that connects with your audience, which compels them to respond. So again, sharing something viral, that's not necessarily going to gain a response. But, and I'm speaking particularly to my line of work. So if I'm creating, say, like an educational um, graphic on Instagram, that sometimes will gain a response because it might be something that my audience didn't know. So, um, for example, I shared one earlier that 
was um, different foods that are high in antioxidants. Uh, red bell peppers is one of them. I didn't know that, um, like, a year ago. So, and another one is, let's see, I had a client of mine respond to it that um, whey protein causes acne. Whey is a um, source of dairy. So, yeah, it causes acne. So, you want to create content and work that connects with your audience if they're looking for more and generally, yeah, my clients, my audience is looking for more education into skin health. So if I offer that education, that is going to elicit a response, for example. So developing an authentic voice is the greater ability to mobilize others towards a goal or objective. And in doing so, you achieve the impact you desire. So... You're having the ability to mobilize others towards a goal. For me, that goal is prioritizing your skin health, for one. And um, in doing so, I'm achieving the impact that I desire. So in order for people to prioritize their skin health, they have to be educated on what is harmful, on what impact these ingredients are having intrinsically and on a cellular level. Years down the road, what does this, if you use an antioxidant serum every day, years down the road, what kind of impact is that going to have? So by creating those graphics and pouring out educational content, I'm mobilizing others towards the goal of prioritizing their skin health. So that is one example of it. And I just want to say this episode is for people who haven't found their authentic voice. And, you know, some people, I actually kind of, I did have a pretty good authentic voice, but um, after reading this book, I realized how to stay true to that and how to continue my work in a positive way and an impactful way. So definitely, definitely, if you are an esthetician, even if you're not a solo right now, if you're just an employee, I think it's very important to continue to listen to this and maybe even get the book for yourself because, This is just information from the first um, quarter of the book. So I'm going to read. My handwriting is so hard to read, honestly. Okay, so following trends. That's not to say that clever attempts to garner attention are misplaced, but your body of work will be insufficient if it's not rooted in something that matters to you. Again, I'm going to use an example that um, a lot of people, if you're an esthetician on Instagram, you're probably aware of. A lot of people copy the Dallas esthetician. Now, I did see um, Instagram educational graphics from her and it inspired me to make Instagram um, graphics. But no, I'm not using her same fonts. I'm not recycling her original ideas but I I saw that oh she's putting these pictures together on Instagram and making a little educational graphic so that's something that I'm going to do but I have seen other estheticians that literally like use the same graphic designer or they will literally use the same colored and textured background and like layout as she's using and to me it's very obvious and that's okay because their authentic voice may be very similar to hers, but they are emulating her still. 
So if it's not rooted into something that matters to you, then you really shouldn't be doing it. So um, like, let's say you do it an Instagram graphic just because it's cute or you see other people doing it again as a trend. If it's not rooted in like education or whatever, or, um, you know, it's just not going to be as beneficial to you. But of course, if you do hop on a trend that kind of um, resonates with your work, that can be useful. You know, you might gain a few followers and get some story shares and stuff like that. But you want to make yourself impervious to temporary cultural noise. So as time goes on, trends change. And if you're following the trends, you're going to change. There's going to be no consistency to your body of work. So basically, that's what I, I get from that. So you want to make yourself impervious to the temporary cultural noise. You want to stay rooted in something that you are passionate about, that you like, and things like that. So something that I have struggled with during this is my ADHD. So I was thinking when I started reading this book, and I was like, how is my ADHD going to allow me to represent my true self? Because my ADHD, I have um, inattentive. So it makes me attracted to so many different things. I get bored easily. I want to experience multiple forms of creativity. But then I thought, you know, I think that's what creates my voice is all these things, these different facets that I'm attracted to is unique to myself. So what I've adapted is me. So yeah, I like different things uh, to incorporate different colors and stuff and be a little eclectic, but I think people can recognize that and um, they can see, oh, like that's Emily. So I think that it is, um, it works in my favor a little bit, but that is something that I really had to think about because I am drawn to so many different people and different things, but the commonality that I am attracted to is the authenticity in it. So, yeah, I follow some estheticians that are a little more, like, darker. Um, they do a lot of black content, maybe a little more, like, edgy lettering and stuff like that. And then I follow estheticians that are, like, really girly. And I consider myself, like, somewhere in the in-between. So, um, yeah, over the past month, I've really started to form... I've kind of started to mesh those two together and find my authentic vision for my business and um yeah just keep it true to myself instead of just trying to follow one thing because I see someone else is successful in it so your vocation cannot be fully contained by your occupation it finds expression in all areas of your life so vocation is like your voice your purpose your job um it can't be fully containing your occupation. So when I'm looking at your website or your business page, like your Instagram, I want to see the person, not just see the esthetician. Um, and creators that I follow, that is something that I notice is that their vocation isn't fully containing their occupation, that they give us little you know, breadcrumbs of their true self, that we see little peeks into their personal life, that they're humanizing their self. So I think that's really important. And he expresses this as well in the book. 
And so he says here, that's where people are unable to bridge the gap between who they are and what they do each day. When I am viewing someone's page and all I see is professional, 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 esthetician, it kind of gets boring to me. I don't see the authenticity in it. So instead of heeding their invitation and taking risk, they do what's expected of them and play it safe. They just like display the professional um but sometimes you have to take risk and you have to let people see your true colors because again people are coming to see you because of you so here's an example like this is something that I really hate is like white spa candles comfy greener greenery like water flowing over the rocks the birds chirping in the music like soothing drum beats wind chimes it's overused. There's no like genuine personality in that to me. Like, yeah, that's a relaxing environment, but is that all that you are? Are you just a relaxing environment? No, you're a person. So I feel like you need to show that. Um, so that takes you out of your work. It doesn't separate you from anyone. Um, and it doesn't make you any more res- desirable. I kind of fudged that one up because I was reading straight from it. So I'm just going to paraphrase on my own. So yeah, if you're doing all of the, just like the, what's expected of a spa or expected of an esthetician, it doesn't separate you from anyone and it doesn't make you any more desirable. So if you are, your environment is like a form of your expression, then that does make you more desirable because you're a little different than everyone else. And they walk into your space and they feel whatever you're trying to, whatever message you're trying to send. So an example is in my space, yes, I like it to be relaxing. I like it to be comfortable, but it also needs to be fun. For me, what I want to do is I want to offer a fun environment where people come in. They feel like they want to come back. They love my space. They're inspired by it. Um, they can see parts of me in my room, um, but also using colors that are soothing and having like comfortability and um, luxury assets like the bed, like have a comfortable bed and all of that. Some people don't care about that and I think that's where they really fall short. I went to Esthetician once and her bed was so uncomfortable, like she didn't have any the lights were like on fully she didn't have any blankets so I want to create a a comfortable relaxing environment but it needs to reflect a fun atmosphere and um so that's really what I like to do I like to play music that I like so instead of like a waterfall or a creek running I'll do lo-fi hip-hop or if I'm doing lashing or waxing I will do like some kind of fun um like synth pop or digital music or I just have a playlist of music that I'm liking at the moment so yeah you really want to root your work in something of substance to you and your impact will uh, or your impact will stall over time you'll lose steam obviously if you're not working in an environment that that fuels you yeah you're going to lose steam pretty quickly it's going to feel like you are just drained and you're doing something that's not fulfilling so this can be a little harder for people that are employees if you but this isn't really for 
anyone that is an employee. This is more for people that are um, starting their own business. But either way, you'll still gain some knowledge from it. But yeah, so I I root my work in things that um, of substance to me. So I feel like when people come to see me, they need to feel rejuvenated and they need to feel like they're just receiving this positive energy from my space. And so that's kind of what I really try to reflect. And again, I want them to have an elevated experience with the self-care. So that's really what my space is all about. So we'll move on to the three things specifically to develop your authentic self. And this, this is really where you need to like take notes Number one is a strong sense of identity. So, what is my sense of identity? I actually do have a strong sense of identity. I didn't in my early 20s, but I do now. Um, I went through a self-improvement and mindfulness. Uh, I still practice mindfulness, but I really went through a big change um, after I worked in a very toxic environment. And um, that's when I started practicing mindfulness and started working with like energies and trying to block negative negative energies so um yeah I have a strong sense of identity that I am someone who is self-aware I know what I like and I don't want like I'm true to myself so number two is your constant vision for your work and my constant vision for my work is that I want people to develop an elevated form of self-care. I want them to see from my work that I have a high sense of integrity, that I am educated, and that I am going to offer them a quality experience, among other things. So number three is a mastery of your skills and platform. This one I really want to talk about. Um, I think I'll talk about that in a little bit, but a mastery of your skills and platform. Obviously, if I'm doing eyelashes, I need to be skilled at it. I need to master it. So I have not mastered handmade fans, so I do not offer handmade fans. I um, am a master of waxing at this point. So yeah, that's something that I am proud of. I take pride in and people recognize that. I am really educated in skincare. That's something else I've mastered. So that's what I offer. And my platform, I personally feel like I have mastered it through trial and error, through emulation. And so um, I've gotten so many compliments on my Instagram page and that is because like I've worked hard for it. I have, I'm not like super technically savvy. Like I have to research and figure things out for myself. But um, yeah, I've, I feel like I've mastered my vision for graphic design pretty well. Um, I already like know what content that I need to create. So those are the three things. Again, strong sense of identity, a constant vision for your works, and a mastery of your skills and platform. So a strong, authentic, compelling voice is the expression of identity guided by vision and achieved through mastery. That kind of sums together all of those three points. It defines what an authentic, um, compelling voice is. So again, the expression of identity guided by your vision and achieved through mastery. So it hits all of those three points. 
that is what you need to create a strong, compelling voice. And even like subconsciously, your audience is going to notice that. Okay, so the first one, a strong sense of identity. This is an experimentational process. It takes time to learn who you are deeply, and it's a process of growth and of self-discovery. So like I said before, through my early 20s, I was in this process of self-discovery. I um, was realizing that the environment that I was in was not serving me, so I needed to discover other ways to serve myself better and discover what really brought me joy, brought me peace and happiness. So how to accelerate this process is by asking yourself a few questions. Who are you? Where are you going? And how will you get there? So I'm going to be talking about self. That is knowledge in um, who you are. Vision is where are you going? It is important that you're able to articulate the kind of effect that you wish to have. So, and then mastery, how will you get there? And that's pretty obvious. So, self, who are you? What makes you tick? What makes you happy? What are you passionate about? Your vision, where are you going? So, what kind of effect do you wish to have on people? Um, what is the environment that you want to offer? What is the product that you want to offer? What impact do you want that to have? And then mastery, how will you get there? So for me, how will I get there? I will get there by offering quality services, letting people know that I have integrity, that I am educated, and um, that there is a lot of benefit in caring for your for your body. And to me, it translates um, by physical care. It translates mentally and emotionally. So you may have a clear sense of identity and a compelling vision, but if you haven't developed the skills to share your work effectively, then you fall short. So here's an example of this besides like, you know, pertaining to what we do as estheticians. So I have a master of volume extensions. I'm not going to offer volume extensions um, or handmade fans. So yeah, since I haven't gained that mastery, that's not something that I'm going to offer. Um, but also if I was really on top of like, I found my authentic self, I have my vision and I am portraying that online, but then people come in to see me and it's like, mm, she's not a master of her skills. She just like knows what her vision and what herself is. So there's a disconnect. But, um, an example of this, of not having mastered, um, your skills is I've spoken to a lot of estheticians that struggle with social media and digital marketing. So that is a sign that you haven't developed the skills to share your work effectively. In this day and age, you must be able to market digitally. That That's just how the world is. You need to be able to create content, to create graphics, to be able to have um, a camera that can take clear, focused, bright pictures or you're not going to succeed. That It's something that people expect these days. They expect that level of mastery. So, um, let's see, where did I end off at? Yeah, they book appointments through accessible links. Um, people don't 
book through like phone calls anymore. You need to make sure that you have an organized user-friendly website or an organized social media account for your business where your booking links are accessible. Not only that, but in terms of marketing your work, you need to be able to create digital content that consumers can relate with, that can be educated by, it catches their attention, it displays your work, all while including your voice into all of the content you create. It is a must. And if you can't like figure out how to take a clear, bright focus picture or have a graphic design app that you have figured out you need to source out for that because um you know those are modern skills that we need to uh, that we need to effectively share our work okay so moving on from that i wanted to talk about the um second or the first phase um of finding your authentic voice so besides like figuring out um, who you are and you already know what makes you tick. So this is divergence. This is using the basic platform that you've built during the emulation phase to push even further outside your comfort zone, often with little guaranteed return. So again, I'll use the example of um, the Dallas Esthetician creating her Instagram graphics. A lot of people copied her. Um, that was the emulation. That is a phase of emulation, which can be beneficial in defining who you truly are. Um, but the next step in order to achieve growth is divergence. So you're using the basic platform you've built. Okay, so seeing how beneficial those Instagram graphics can be, now you need to move even further outside your comfort zone and create your own content. Put a spin on it. So how do you know when you need to move into that, the divergence phase is you have a growing sense of resentment for your heroes and mentors. An odd thing happens when you become highly skilled at the basics of your craft. So your heroes begin to lose their shine. You may start to pick apart your heroes. This is something that I experienced and it was a little confusing for me because these are people that I looked up to, um, but I started to pick apart their work because I have grown, because I became more skilled at it and I was thinking, oh, I would have done that differently or um, if I found a form of temporary resentment towards them. I'll explain the reason for my resentment. I don't hold resentment anymore, but that it is a phase that I went through. So I was seeing them create this content and educational, you know, um, things, just everything that they were doing. I was like, I feel like I'm doing that too. Why are they here? Like, why, why have they made it all this way? And then I'm here. So... You can no longer stay in the emulation phase if you want to grow. So that is an area in which I I realized, and this is all before reading this book that I went through the, the divergence phase. So the key is to take small risk on a regular basis so that you begin to grow more comfortable with the potential failure. So yeah, what I started doing was I started 
posting more of myself in my reels, in my stories, so that people could see the true me instead of just what I was emulating and what I felt needed to be received. Um, I also started going with, um, like as little as this is and the minute effect that it has, but like using colors that were cohesive to me and my brand instead of, um, using colors that other successful people might have been using or what I thought people wanted to see. So, um, yeah, those were small risk on a regular basis, um, so, after the divergence phase, you move into the crisis phase. Um, and so, this marks a critical line in the development of your voice. What you're producing may come less satisfying. You're stuck. You can't see the path forward. It can be difficult to move into something that feels uncomfortable, but that's what you have to do in order to push past the crisis phase and um, continue developing. Additionally, if you stay in the crisis phase, you're likely to become stagnant and less affected and motivated. Okay, so I'm gonna stop here for a second. The crisis phase is something I just went through. I have been, take a look at my Instagram, Elevated Beauty EB. I have been producing content that is very, um, consistent. It's very predictable. Mm, again, here's the ADHD talking. I was getting bored of it. Okay. So I just went through this. Um, I have been in the process of, of course, creating my business. Um, I came up with, a, a draft, a rough, like a draft of branding. Um, and again, I created this branding when I was in the emulation phase. So yeah, it looked nice, but was it very true to me? No, it wasn't. So after that divergence phase, I um, rebranded, actually like right when I, right at the beginning of the crisis phase, I would say actually, I rebranded um, using tools that I learned through the emulation phase to create my authentic um branding to let my authentic voice reflect in my branding so yeah um I was getting bored and I wanted to move on to something else and yeah it was a little uncomfortable because I'm like mm, what if people think butterflies are like too girly or, or whatever I don't care because butterflies represent metamorphosis so yeah metamorphosis is something that um I feel like you can achieve through mindfulness through being present with your body and attending to your self-care so that's kind of how I view my clients I view my clients as butterflies I want to see them grow and um and people might be like mm, how are you gonna like help someone on their self journey self-discovery journey through like doing waxing and like skincare you definitely can especially through skincare or even just with conversations like my space is a space for you to self-discover um so the conversations that we have even the energy that I that I output and people that I really make true relationships with I am helping them um to discover 
a, a new way for them to take care of their self and treat their self. So, um, especially with my acne clients, like acne takes such a toll on you. And when you learn that perfection is not attainable, that's not what we're looking for. We're just looking for our healthiest self and that we are able to, um, achieve the skin that we desire but we have to, you know, listen to a professional. We have to follow these instructions. So, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, so um, questions that you may ask yourself during this phase are, is where am I stuck? What's a new idea that excites me? So, I was stuck by just... What's the word I'm looking for? Like, just producing this same content over and over again. Like, using the same color all the time. Like, just making these educational graphics. Like, I was recycling the same idea in different ways. But, like, it was getting boring. And so, a new idea that excited me is using, like, not using the same background all the time. It's boring to me. So I want to use new backgrounds. I want to put stuff that's fun and that represents my brand. So like Elevated Beauty, to me, things that represent my brand are butterflies, like little baby angels, um, clouds. Like that all says Elevated to me because that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to elevate people. So that is representative of my of my mission and my vision. So I want to implement more of that into my social media and so that is something that excites me and that's something that I'm going to be doing soon so another question is like what's the new frontier of growth for me in order to continue pursuing mastery of my craft so a new frontier of growth for me in order to continue pursuing mastery of my craft is to go solo and that is something that I'm working on that I will be doing soon if you guys have been you know listening to me you know this already and something that is important when you are forming your business, and this is something that I had to remind myself over and over again, is not to compare your beginning to someone else's middle. And this is why I was forming resentment towards other people um, in the industry. It's because I was comparing my beginning, which I've been licensed for eight years, it's not necessarily, necessarily my beginning, but like it's the beginning to me um, forming my own identity in this industry. So I was comparing my beginning to someone else's middle and um, that's a really hard thing to do and something that's really unnecessary, but you do have to remind yourself of that. You need to honor your phases of growth and commit to daily activities that keep you moving in the right direction and you will reap the rewards as you close this gap. So again, honor your phases of growth. Like I am 50 followers short of 500 and I have had it my Instagram for almost a year now and again, like, follower, follower account isn't something that we should be, like, majorly focused on. But to me, like, I moved to Colorado Springs knowing squat. I didn't know anybody. Um, so the fact that I've grown my business here to 500 followers, people that, like, enough people that actually like my content enough, like, 500 people, to me, I'm honoring this phase. Like, yeah, there are other people that have, like, 5K, but they're in the middle of it. Like, I'm at my beginning, so you need to honor your growth. And my daily activities to keep me moving in the right direction is um, to continue my research, continue my education, um, 
work on establishing my business. Okay, so understanding where you may be in the arc of your growth can help you identify what will keep you moving forward. So the arc of growth that I'm in right now is working towards my own business. And um, so, yeah, that's going to keep me moving forward. That's what I'm working on. That's what I'm working towards. The discovery of your authentic voice, um, oh, it will help you keep moving forward in the discovery of your authentic voice and help you avoid becoming stuck. So yeah, I'm working towards that. Um, so I don't feel stuck. I feel like I am discovering. Um, and as you consider where your work is taking you, what new skills do you need to develop over the coming months or years in order to allow you to take advantage of opportunities. So for me, um, what new skills do I need to develop? I need to develop more um, confidence, I guess, in my ability to do so because millions of other people have done it. Um, I'm good at what I do, so why can't I do it? I just need to take the steps and I just need to do it and don't let my anxiety get to me. So you can list a few skills that you know that you need to focus on in order to continue developing your voice. Build time in your schedule to act on these items as you've listed. So like for me, overcoming my anxiety, um, not being scared to take the steps. I've done everything but take the steps. Like I've got this. So I just have to continue to remind myself that. And um, yeah, that's pretty much it for me. So one more thing, I didn't take a note on this, but I did read it, um, was that how do you know what your audience feels about you? Like, is your vision really translating into your audience's mind? One way to figure this out is to compare reviews. So I was looking at my reviews and even before like listing like deep down, I knew what message I wanted to send. I knew how I wanted my clients to feel and what I wanted to achieve. Um, but I haven't like, I never physically wrote it down until recently, but I looked at my reviews, accumulated them and found some, um, commonalities in keywords. So fun was one of them. I want to have a fun environment for people. I want people to feel like they're spending time in a place where they enjoy and that they want to come back. And I want to surround myself um, in an environment that's also fun and um, that I get joy and stimulation from. So um, a fun environment was one of them. Another one of them was that I'm educated. That's something that I want people to feel. Um, I That's how people will put their trust in you. Um, what was another one? Relaxing. I definitely want people to feel relaxed and rejuvenated. So calm, relaxing, educated, um, amazing. That was another one. I want people to feel amazing. That is like on the top of my list. So I was really, really pleased to see those commonalities. So I encourage you to take a look at your reviews and accumulate um, some keywords that you might find that are reoccurring. And um, that kind of tells you how people view you. And if it isn't reflective of what you want to achieve, then that's definitely a sign that you need to um, 
that you need to really work on the impact of your vision and that you may even need to continue in your self-discovery. So yeah, this episode was a little different, but I truly, truly think that people can benefit from this. And again, I will um, remind you guys of the book. If you are a self-starter, if that's something that you're working on, I definitely recommend it. It is um, Louder Than Words by Todd Henry. So thank you guys so much for listening if you made it all the way through. Um, This was an episode that I was really excited to record actually. And I got a new microphone so hopefully my quality is better. Not that it was ever horrible but I was hearing like some crackling in there. But anyways, um, yeah, thank you guys so much for your support and for listening to my podcast. You keep me going. um, You keep my ideas in circulation and keep me fresh. So I will see you guys next Monday, 8 a.m. Mountain Standard Time for another episode. Thank you.